welcome to the Sunday Message, Sunday the 28th of January 2023. As always, we begin our message with a reading from the Bible, a well-known scripture, Galatians 6, from verse 2 to 5. Galatians 6, verse 2 to 5. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something... When he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. Let's just quickly turn to 1 Peter 5. I'm going to read verse 6 and 7. 1 Peter 5, verse 6 and 7. Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he might exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Thank you, Father. Just thank you for your precious word. We pray that this word would reach deep into our spirit man today and help us, Lord, to better navigate this life that you've given us so that we can achieve great things for your holy name. We bless you this morning. Amen. Praise God. Now. This message is about bearing burdens. And there's something that we have to understand as Christians to work through this thing in the right way. By way of introduction, I just need to explain that one of the standard methods the devil uses to sabotage children of God in their walk on this earth is by using, strangely enough, the very word of God that we rely on day to day. But you see, what he does is he takes a scripture out of context. And if we just assume we know what it means, and we, if I can say it this way, bumble along regardless, we can end up getting tripped up, getting entangled, I think is a better way of putting it. And as I've always tried to encourage us, it's important to have a clear understanding, clear thinking, It boils down to understanding the actual words that have been used. Otherwise, we can get into the weeds, as it were. Now, this is a case in point. We all know this scripture where it says, Bear one another's burdens. We are encouraged, exhorted to, as it were, help one another by carrying one another's burdens. But then, later on in this very same passage, it says, Each one should bear his own load. The King James actually says, Each one shall bear his own burden. Now, at first sight, it seems somewhat contradictory. And once again, if we don't have clear understanding, it is contradictory. On the one hand, we know we're supposed to help everybody. But on the other hand, we're supposed to do our own thing, carry our own burdens. So what is it? We're supposed to help everybody, but nobody's supposed to help us. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't really. Well, the understanding is that there's a difference between the burden mentioned, where it says bear one another's burdens. The Greek word there is a word baros. It's assumed that it's taken from another word, the root of which is to walk, a foot, with the understanding of treading down, and derived from that treading down under a heavy load. The implication is, as you and I walk through life, treading along our pathway, very often, as we all know, 
we end up carrying a heavy load. The understanding of the scripture is, as you and I go along our life with other Christians, the beauty of it is that we're there to help one another carry one another's loads. A burden shared, as they say, is a burden halved. So far, so good. But then we see that we are supposed to bear our own load. Now, this is a different word. The word here, the Greek word fortion, the root of this word is what you might call an invoice. It's what you owe. If you are in a business and you have done a service for people, you are entitled to give them an invoice. What does that invoice declare? A list products or services you provided, and then the cost involved, which is required by them to be paid. And you see, that's what this is talking about. Each one must bear his own load. Now, deeper understanding is, and this is where we need to get it clear, because you see, the devil's trick is to make you and I get an impression from the scriptures. We rush off with that impression, and if we do not understand it in context, that very thing that we've read in the precious word of God can be used against us. You'll see that the individual is required to bear their own load. They must pay their own bills. Probably a better way to understand that. We need to take responsibility for our own lives. If you were in a business and you did work for somebody, you would hardly expect somebody else to pay for it. You wouldn't give an invoice to somebody else. They might turn around and say, what on earth is this? Understandably so. What the Bible is saying is that you and I need to respect something. Yes, we are to carry and help one another with their burdens, but there is a cut-off point. There is a cut-off point. There are boundaries. And if we don't understand that, the enemy of our soul can get us doing things that we think are right. And yes, they are right. They have their root in a scripture. But we get them out of context. What I mean by this is, you see, you and I cannot possibly carry all the burdens of the world. It's impossible. The enemy's strategy for people, especially those who have a giving nature, a kind-hearted nature, is to present them with needs. And yes, our job is to try and meet as many needs as we can. And everybody, obviously, has got to walk their own path in this regard. But I'm here to say that there is a danger. There is a very real danger of taking upon ourselves burdens that don't belong to us. Let me just say that again. We are in danger of taking on burdens that don't belong to us. We've got to learn how to discern. The danger is obviously on the one hand to say, oh well, not my problem. And that can be used as an excuse to not fulfill 
the command that we have to love one another. It's one of these cases where there's two sides to the story and the Holy Spirit is there to help us navigate between the two. But you see, we can only navigate if we understand, have clearer understanding. The other side of the coin is that we love people, we can't bear to see people struggling, and we almost take upon ourselves every single burden that comes our way. Now that sounds very good, and obviously the intentions are good. But what's the danger? We can end up being so burdened that we can't do anything. We get worn out. This has happened in ministry on very many occasions. There was one minister who was really moved to help children, street children. In his day and age, there was possibly not the safety net for social welfare that there is or should be to this day. But he was newly married and he would quite happily bring waifs and strays into the home, you see, and on his limited salary, try to feed them and look after them. His heart couldn't pass by. Any one of them, you see. Very noble sentiment. But Jerry was doing this, and then the day came when he brought in one particular stray to sit at the table with the other ten, I suppose, and his young wife did what any sensible wife would have done. She got up and she walked out. Enough is enough. I hope this illustrates the point I'm trying to make. You and I have got to understand this. We are not to live just for ourselves, on the one hand. But we cannot be abused by the needs that are out there. So how do we discern? Well, there's a lot of truth and a lot of understanding to be grasped by this translation of the invoice I mentioned earlier. We have to start by appreciating what you and I as individuals are responsible for. That is the burden we have to carry, are expected by God to carry. At the same time, we have to respect that some burdens belong to other people. They're not ours. And we have to concentrate on that which God has called us to do. I know it pulls at our heartstrings when we see war victims, children, refugees, these pictures that the media is so fond of pushing in front of us, very often, very often can I say, for ulterior motives, either political or to get us to contribute, you see. My mother had an incident where she got this offer to support a child. They even said this starving child somewhere in Africa, this is the child's name, this is what they need etc., etc., here's the account number, you can help a child. And my mother, having come from very difficult circumstances, was drawn to this. I think she participated for a while. But all that stopped when she was speaking to another friend, only to discover that this friend had been urged to adopt the very same child. In other words, the whole thing was a scam. We have to be careful. It is good to help people. There are many good organizations out there that do feed children, do look after orphans, 
and they need all the support they can get. But you see, we have to draw a line. You cannot justifiably try and feed the whole of Africa when members of your own community are starving. Where does our responsibility start? I hope we're grasping this in families as well. We can't carry all the burdens of all the families. We pray for every member of our immediate family. But if we had to pray just for our family alone and every single relative, muscle, would spend the whole day trying to cover the lot of them. Both of us come from big families, extended families, like many people. But you see, what we decided is that as far as families are concerned, if that particular family has responsible parents who know how to pray, Christian folk, that is their responsibility. We pray for them if there's a particular need, but every day we leave them to pray, as it were, for their own responsibility, to bear that burden. That's how we've worked this thing, and I'm sure that will help us all as well. However, there's just a few other things I need to say here. When we come to the whole area of intercession, you see, if you and I are raised up in the ministry of intercession, and that doesn't mean that we have to spend 20 hours a day praying. It's when you have a burden for people. Now, this word burden comes here again because often we as Christians, going about our day-to-day work, we have a burden. An impression, if you want, to pray for somebody. That's something different. When we get a burden from the Holy Spirit, in that particular case, what is happening is God is saying, I want you to pray. And if God tells us to pray, it becomes, for that occasion, our responsibility. It's so important to grasp this. There are a lot of needs out there. And from day to day, You and I are coming to contact with those needs, maybe through the news, maybe through the media, or through hearsay, whatever. As you all know, internet is continually bombarding us with this need, this prayer request, this prayer organization, this one over here, that one over there, this national need, this here. It can be overwhelming. It can be overwhelming. And if we just respond to whatever comes our way, what will happen is we'll end up spreading our intercessory capacity, if I can call it that, so thin that ultimately we'll be wasting our time. We are very selective when we get information whether we believe God wants us to pray for it or not. We have to discern. And the key is, if we feel that God has placed for that occasion that responsibility on us, then it's our burden, a burden God has given us, and we need to pray it through. Now, let me just explain how this actually works, as far as I understand it. You see, God places on us a burden. When we and I have a burden, the responsibility is to pray it through. And this is how it works, because if we don't understand this, we could end up praying for things till kingdom come and not know whether we're achieving anything or not. 
The intercessor understands that when they receive a burden, as it were, in the spirit, their responsibility is to pray until that burden lifts, to pray it through. In this regard, of course, praying in the Holy Spirit is very often the answer. There might be occasions when you and I, not always, but very often we can have a burden and we are not told the actual details. There was an occasion of a woman who was an intercessor. One day, I think it was during the afternoon, she just had a burden to pray, to intercede. At that stage, the Vietnam War was raging, I think it was. And she knew people there, but that wasn't the point. She just had a burden to pray. The Holy Spirit said to her, get down. So in the Spirit, she acted that out and she crouched down, still praying. Heavy burden on her. Later on, that very same voice, as it were, said to her, get up and run. She got up and ran. Anybody watching this from the outside would have thought the woman was totally crazy. But let me explain. Sometimes with God, it does get a bit crazy to the natural mind. Anyway, this went on and eventually she felt that that burden lifted. A few months later, it was a relative, I think, possibly even her son, came back from the war and was talking to her. And she mentioned this experience to him. They compared notes. And this very, very same person, at exactly the same time as it transpired, was in a contact. And he was surrounded, pinned down by the enemy. He didn't know what to do, and he just had the urge to get down. He got down, and a bit later, what did he have? An urge to jump up and run. As things turned out, he survived the contact. And as they analysed what had happened, the conclusion was that the actions he took at that particular time were exactly right. Isn't that amazing? Somebody on the other side of the earth had a burden. By acting that burden out, this man in the heat of battle, which can be extremely Traumatic, not a place where normal people can think clearly, but instinctively. He was given instructions from on high, instructions that ultimately saved his life. Now that's a burden that God placed on that lady as an intercessor. Can I just say this? As you and I pray more, and we pray through small burdens, and we learn not to jabber about them, not to boast about them, God can raise us up and gives us bigger and bigger burdens as we go on. There's a man by the name of Reese Howell who was mightily used in intercession. And if you trace his life story, he explains how God used him at different levels. And his explanation was when there was a breakthrough in a particular area, then God would challenge him with another one, you see. And as a result, he grew. In the course of his career, he established a Bible college in Wales. And of course, being an intercessor, he imparted that intercessory capacity and knowledge to many of his students. 
And that Bible college, that intercessory mechanism, was raised up by God just prior to the outbreak of the Second World War. And if you read the testimony, you'll see how at crucial stages of that war, Rhys Howell and his intercessors, in the spirit, carried the day. Miracles happened. The miracle of Dunkirk. The miracle of the invasion, Normandy invasion. All of these things. But you see, they learned how to deal with the burden when it came their way. And when it came their way, they knew how to pray it through. We have to carry one another's burdens. But if we are in community with other believers, we know about people and we have a heart for them because we know them. We are positioning ourselves to receive a burden for one another. And true, we can help one another in day-to-day affairs. If somebody needs a lift to work or wherever, that's bearing one another's burdens. The difficulty that they're having while, for example, their car isn't working or they might just need a bit of food, we are helping one another. But there's a deeper level to bearing one another's burdens. However, and this is the point we try to focus on here, we have to be careful. There are certain times when people need to learn to pray for themselves. They cannot rely on others to always pray for them. We need to eventually learn how to bear our own load. Not to say that events happen and we need help. That's perfectly in order and that's how it's supposed to work. But you see, as Christians, we need to mature in these things. Yes, we are to help others with their burdens, but we cannot help others if we haven't learned to take care of our own burdens, you see, our own responsibilities. And that's why it's important to negotiate this thing very clearly. There comes a time where we have to say to people, no, you need to learn to pray for yourself. You need to pray it through yourself. Now, this ties up with something else which the Lord spoke about. It's translated in our Bible as cares. It's a different Greek word. You might remember the Lord said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Can you see that? My burden is light. Now, you see, this is the same word. When you and I, Come to the Lord. You've got to understand that the invoice, as it were, has been paid by Him. When we come to the Lord and we are struggling with heavy burdens, we need to realize that God has paid the price for that burden. We exchange our burden for His yoke, which is easy. Why? Because in the partnership, you see, on this occasion, he carries the load. It's important to understand this. Now, once again, we've got to be cautious because the enemy has a way of turning these things around. 
You might remember in Matthew 23 verse 4, the Lord, he warned them of the procedure of the Pharisees. And he said this about them. They bind heavy burdens, the same word, hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. That's putting on people the burden of guilt. Once again, we've got to understand, we don't have to carry that burden. It's not our responsibility. We might even feel very holy about carrying this terrible burden of our sin. Well, the truth of the matter is, we don't have to carry that burden. It's no longer ours to carry. We need to cast that burden on him because he has already paid the invoice. The devil wants to load you and I with burdens that are not ours to carry. And that is one of them. The Bible also mentions cares. This word cares, the actual Greek is this word marimna. And this word, translated as cares, is derived from a word which means, in essence, distraction, separation. How you get to cares from that is very simply, when people have worries, what happens to them? They tend to separate themselves. They appear distracted. As a school teacher, sometimes you see some kids, they're not really focusing. Now, I know that's the case with most of them. But on occasions, you realize that there's something wrong at home. They are distracted. They are thinking about something else other than their work because they're distracted. Now, the Lord said to us about those cares, because those cares are cares that have distracted us from what is important. In Mark 4 verse 19, the cares of this world, speaking of the parable of the sower, and the deceitfulness of riches, the desires for other things, entering and choke the word, you see. The word has been sowed, but what happens? The cares of this world, they distract us, you see. And that's where the scripture comes in, where we are commanded to cast our burdens, amen, to cast our cares, that's what it's talking about. Cast our distractions on him. Once again, what is the enemy's tactic? To get you and I so involved with cares that don't belong to us. Distractions. Luke 21 verse 34. Take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be weighed down with carousing and drunkenness and the cares of this life. And that day come on you unexpectedly. Can you see that? All the time, there's this pressure to put false burdens on us. And that's what the Bible means when it says in 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7, Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he might exalt you in due time, casting what? All your cares, all your unnecessary distractions upon him. For why? He cares for us, you see. It's not your problem. It's not your worry. I came across a wonderful expression this holiday time. We were talking about some issue in the country. And it was my sister who said that it wasn't her problem. She wasn't worried about it. And the way she said it was this. She said, 
It's not my monkey. It's not my circus. Amen. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, yes, we are responsible to care for one another. We are responsible to carry our own burdens. We're responsible to pray through when God places an intercessory burden upon us. We need to carry one another in our hearts. Yes, yes, yes. That is love in action. We cannot separate ourselves and be irresponsible. However, we need to, with the help of the Holy Spirit and this understanding, recognize in certain circumstances, it's not our responsibility. It's actually a distraction. It's actually the enemy of our souls trying to use our kind-hearted nature against us. And even though, of course, it cannot be found in the Word of God, but the sentiment is there. We need to realize on occasion that something, especially that which Christ has paid for already, is no longer our monkey and no longer our circus. Pray that you and I will be blessed in the year lying ahead as we negotiate these principles in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen.